0: Hey, welcome to Claudia's podcast, Homegirl Chat, a place where I could chat about life from family and friends, work, business, fun events, arts and much more. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me on a special episode seven of Homegirl Chat. The reason it's so special because it's the month of september which is the national hispanic heritage month and for this episode i just don't have one guest speaker i have eight amazing latina business owners this is my first time having more than one speaker so i'm very excited to chat and have a good time with each one of them okay so i'm gonna introduce you to every single one of them and give you a little small bio and then from there we'll just start so the first person is christine rodriguez CEO and founder of Girl Collective and creator of Quarantine. Girl Collective is a Latina founded lifestyle brand for girls that give an F. She donates 20% of her profits to fund girls' education in India through their nonprofit partners, the Sombali Trust. $5 of the Lucha Tea is donated to Black Lives Matter, $5 of the kids' Lucha Tea is donated to Racist Texas. She designs all of her products, and she believes in ethical, sustainable, and fair trade practices when it comes to manufacturing. This means no sweatshops, only the best material and eco-friendly packaging. Next present is Jen from Jen Ziano Design. Jen is the founder and creative director of, and photographer at the Jen Ziano Design. Jen Ziano Design is Latina empowerment brand with a mission to empower Latina hermanas. She has been featured in Forbes, yes, People en Español, People Chica, Texas Monthly, and more. Yes, girl! The next person is Lucio and Diana from All for Ramon, two Latina sisters breaking the barriers in fashion industry. All for Ramon was born to continue the legacy of their late brother, Juan Ramon, who passed away from brain cancer. A woman of color, small business that advocates for ethical manufacturing and sustainable practices. Take a look behind the science of fashion with all for Ramon. Yes, all about science here. (laughs) The next person, Daisy from El Cholo's Kid. El Cholo's Kid was founded in 2008 and has been bringing you beautiful products steep in tradition ever since. I have like three bags of her, so her stuff is so cute. Next, Jennifer Velasquez. Creator of the Salvage Sawhorse. Jenna's financial advisor turned artist. After developing chronic migraines that made it into difficult to juggle her fast-paced job and finance, she prioritized self-care. That work led her to create a wellness company. The Salvage Sawhorse creates tools that help other women prioritize their self-care and reconnect with their inner power. Yes! Woohoo! And last, Leslie Valdivia and Joanna Rosario, founders of Vive Cosmetics, a Latina-owned and operated beauty brand whose mission is to bring meaningful representation to the beauty industry. Yes, and I have a lot of their makeup, so I'm like loving it. (laughs) Thank you every single one of you ladies to be here
1: yay <laughs> you guys can <didn't> open your <laughs>
0: microphone so <laughs> yay okay so let's thank do you that. for having us thank you ladies for being here <laughs> thank you, yay thank you, oh my god thank, thank you for so, having us yes thank you so much this is my first time ever having a lot of people in here i usually do one so Be patient with me, but we're having a good time and I'm so excited. So first I want to introduce Christine Rodriguez. Again, um, she's the creator of, you know, the girl collective and also quarantine. So I just want you to explain how you started quarantine and how we met. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I'm the co-creator of quarantine. Jen and I actually did it together. Um, Jen from Jen's be out now. Um, So, it came about because Jen and I were talking. I mean, we still do talk multiple times all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we as I typically you know we ask each other questions, and I get a lot of her advice on when I started producing clothing because initially, I was just a jewelry company, and so mm-hmm. when I started producing clothing, I was asking Jen a million questions all day long, and she was so gracious and sweet to answer all of my questions and I started meeting all of these other Latina business owners, and when Jen and I were talking, we were just talking about how we kind of missed, especially when quarantine hit, um, how much we missed, like, kind of having that environment of being in an office and feeling like there were other people that we could ask questions to and other people that may know different things than we know, you know. So we were texting about it, and literally within five minutes, Jen was like, I started the Slack channel. (laughs) (laughs) So we were like, what should we call it? So we thought of quarantine because we wanted to all be a team and keep each other sane during quarantine. But Jen, did I forget anything? Tell me if I forgot anything.
3: No, I mean, I think that's pretty much the reason why we started it. I think since we were talking so much and we were constantly asking each other for advice and, you know, guidance, we just kind of figured, like, there must be a community that feels the same way. and. So we just kind of started it and then everybody joined in and everybody has been so amazing since then.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've
3: never
0: heard of like Slack, first of all, that app. (laughs) And that's how (laughs) Christine, I met you and want to create and cultivate. And then we totally hit it off. Like I didn't know anything about you. I just knew that you were a business owner and then you just invited me. Then I thought that was the sweetest thing. And I thought it was just going to be me and you. And then I walk in and it was like all these amazing, like, business ladies and I was just like oh my god I follow a lot of them and I'm just like oh what is (laughs) it and (laughs) every one of you ladies have been so sweet and so supportive like any questions I have is like everybody jumps in and it's like it's okay to ask a question and every single one of you ladies like all of you guys met each other in person because I met maybe two of you ladies in actual events and other like during this group
2: so I met you and Daisy at the same event, Create and Cold mm-hmm. Mini Mouse event. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jen and I met um, online. We met through Instagram. And then <laughs> I met the AFR girls via Instagram. And then me and Diana went out to an event together, um, actually right before quarantine. And then Jen can tell you about everybody else. <laughs> yeah.
3: Jen. Yeah. I mean, I think the only ones that I've met in person is, I met Christine after meeting online. I went to LA for a conference, and so I went to go have coffee with her. And that's also where I met Jen from the Salvage Sawhorse. Um, I think we had met online before, right, Jen? Or like we yeah. had talked online, yeah. yeah and we then,
4: online, on Instagram.
3: Yeah. And then the girls from Viva Cosmetics. I also met online on Instagram, and then they, I think I reached out to y'all for a giveaway, and they were super awesome, and then I met them in person in L.A. as well, and everybody else has pretty much just been online. Yeah,
2: and I reached out to Jen initially for a giveaway also. That's how we met. Wow. And then, Jen, when you came to L.A., we did the photo shoot.
5: Yeah. And,
2: um, oh, and then Vanessa, who's not on this call, but she's part mm-hmm. of the quarantine team her and i met oh my god how did we meet oh we met because she had posted about uh photography because she does photography also and she she did a couple of my photo shoots as well for girl practice
0: that's amazing so like everybody's helping each other supporting each other you know any kind of other way like photography you know giveaway. so Giveaways. that's amazing yep. So that's amazing that everybody is so supportive with each other. And also, you know, I just wanted to ask every single one of you, whoever wants to jump in, um, what have you learned from, the, like right now that you've been home during quarantine, like what have you learned about your business, about yourself?
1: Leslie? Yeah, I can go. Um, I think one of the really big things that we've learned from COVID, um, but also in general in this entrepreneurship life um Mm. is like just to release to the present and like let go of expectations of your own timeline like I feel like COVID really like made us halt on so many things and just like you know what if this launch is not going to happen this summer it is what it is we're literally the whole world is under lockdown and we're all going through this and like I feel like that also made Joanne and I feel better about like everything that was going on with delays and production and everything. But just like really emphasize that of like you know let it go, release it. It's not gonna happen. It wasn't meant to happen at this time. And just keep moving forward. Agree with Leslie. I think for
6: us, I think we've learned to um, take it one day at a time and learn to read the room. I mean, there's so much that's going on right now with. You know, social justice and things that are going on in the world. And I think there's sometimes things more things that are more important than us selling makeup. So I think we've learned a lot about reading the room and making sure that we're, um, you know, making sure that we are, uh, being, how do you say it? Like intentional about what we're bringing out into our community and, and what we're, we're doing online. So I think we did a lot of pivoting and just learning to be, to just taking it one day at a time, like Leslie say it said and. Um, focusing on what we can control. Wow.
4: What about you, um, Jennifer? So I think that before quarantine, you know, small business life is so isolating and you don't really talk about how alone you are for so long, Um, especially when you have a small business and you're only a team of one. And I think by choice, I was like really isolating myself for years before we had to be isolated. And then once it was forced upon me, I felt so lonely and really needed connections. So that's why this quarantine has been like such a gift because I didn't realize how much I needed to lean on others, even if it was just some days it was for actual advice. But just to know that there's somebody out there also stressed out about packing orders and post office delays, it was just so helpful. So weirdly enough, the COVID isolation allowed me to connect more with people that were in the same boat as me.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, most of the time, like, I'm by myself doing my own design and, you know, putting packaging together, and once I got in this amazing group, I was like, wow, like, I had any questions, everybody was so open and so supportive, and then to see that they're struggling kind of the same way (laughs) that I'm struggling, so it's like, if you feel like, okay, I'm not the only one, or like, again, like, self-doubting yourself, so it's like a support group, even though the situation in the world right now is really sad, like, some beauty came out of this you know like having to be together and i feel like i know you ladies like i don't know like more like so i bonded with every single one of you ladies so and also i can ask questions you know i'm like wow they're amazing and i'm not afraid to ask anything (laughs) if you guys have any advice or anything like that so it's um i'm just ready for this quarantine to end and so we can get together and actually give each other a hug and like you know drink some coffee and really get to, you know, actually physically
2: see
3: each other. Yeah. I was just going to say that talking like to add to what you were saying about like finding somebody that is going through the same struggles. I think that for so long, I don't know if it's like our, like the way entrepreneurship life is or what it is, but I feel like it's almost expected that you're supposed to figure everything out on your own. So having a group like this group that we've built is just You know, it's amazing to see, like, okay, you can ask people and you're not going to get shamed or nobody's going to think less of you because you asked a question that maybe you feel like you're supposed to know the answer to.
2: Yeah. Also, you were saying, uh, Christine? Yeah. I think um, during quarantine, I have learned that they always say this about, like, posting on social media and stuff, but that you're there for your customers and, like, you're there to provide an experience and you're there to provide a feeling And so I feel like during quarantine, having to figure out how to pivot when quarantine first hit and thinking like literally when everything first happened, I had just invested a bunch of money into all of the pop-ups that were going to happen as the year happened. And as you girls know, a lot of you girls were going to be at some of those pop-ups too. And it was a lot of money and a lot of, you know, putting money into buying things that sell really well at pop-ups and then I just sat there and thought, thought that question in my head, like, what do people need for me and Girl Collective right now? Like, what can I do to give back to the community that trusts and believes in me? And so I think that that was something that, like, sometimes as an entrepreneur, we're moving so fast and doing so much that we, like, sometimes forget to take that in and be like, what do, what do my consumers, what do my customers, what does this community need for me now? And I think, like, that was, I came up with the care packages at the time because I feel like people felt so disconnected and I wanted to figure out a way for women and girls to be able to send gifts back and forth to each other and obviously delays with Amazon. Um, Obviously, we're giving small businesses like that moment to be able to deliver. And so um, I think that that really elevated my business to another level. And then, you know, like just thinking of the consumers and thinking of how we built this quarantine because we all wanted to feel connected. And so how could I like bring that to others with the business? And I think that that was something, again, that like, I really took to heart and I still now think of every time I'm coming out with something new, like that mentality was something that didn't really fully kick in until quarantine because I really had, it really had to, you know?
0: Yeah, totally. Like I remember like when, cause we were communicating each other again in the quarantine. And I remember when the whole, like we started, Working from home, how we all like were like, what's going on? And then the Black Lives Matter started happening and it was just crazy to see how each of the businesses, each one of us had to kind of change to what's going on. Even when we got, you know, some people were protesting and even just doing some, you know, um, new ways of, um, you know, reaching out to the community, right? So like, you know, like I said, Christine, you, like, were one of the, that like, your poster was a big thing that came out, right?
2: Yeah, um, yeah, um, that had come out, so I came up with the design in April, and obviously, um, when the movement really started to happen after, you know, the murder of George Floyd, it really, it, it took off, because I think that people were looking for something to bring comfort and to, and to bring, you know, from the Latino community to sort of stand as like we, you know, as a supportive piece of art. And so because it was already out on the internet, I think that's why it um, ended up going viral. And so from there, it was, you know, I did not expect that to happen at all. And the art had again been out before um, this all had a serious uptick. But I think that all of us have Done a lot to try to figure out how do we fundraise, how do we give back? You know, the the Latinx community and the Black community intersect. Like we are, you know, we are part of one another. And so I think that that was a super important thing to me. And I know that like talking to all of you girls and having these conversations about like, okay, how do we pivot? How do we fundraise? How do we do what's best for the community right now? Like, what can we all do? Just made me realize how much more like. I love every single person that is a part of this quarantine because of that because we could have easily sat back and thought like, "Oh, I don't know what to do or I don't know what to say. And I don't think any of us are like that. you know So I think that that has been a really um, awesome thing to see is like how how we can use our voices and our platforms and our products to be able to you know uplift not only our community but other communities as well and the communities that intersect with ours and yeah.
0: Wow. Does anybody else want to chime in?
7: So what I learned in, um, quarantine was more like to slow down. Actually being home for two or three months was something I have never done really. Um, you know, being a mom, being a wife, uh, being a business owner, it's always Mm -hmm. like, you know, hustling all the time. So it kind of like it put me in a position where I was like, all right, a forced vacation, um, (laughs) But definitely, definitely pivoting a lot, Um, just trying to soak in the moment, spending time with my daughter. Mm -hmm. And the family was actually even a greater, better connection with my husband. Wow. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... It was really nice. It was just really nice to be home, being in, you know, the pandemic that we are still currently. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a lot of change and learning from, you know, learning every day, learning how to, like, just go with what's happening and that it's okay. Everyone's going through the same thing worldwide. Mm-hmm. So we just have to be here for each other, definitely. So this, you know, whole quarantine is what saved me as yeah. well. Because I don't know what I would do with, like, not having, you know, no one to talk to or even, like, to see. So it was, like, really nice to know that, you know, you ladies are also here and we're here to support. And I feel the Latino community, we have to be supportive for each other. Mm -hmm.
0: So, Lucia, you said you're a mom, right? How old is your child, daughter? (laughs) My
7: daughter is five.
0: Oh, my goodness. So right now she's doing, like, classes on...
7: (laughs) Yes. Online classes. classes. Um, I'm here with her, um, you know, watching over her, which I'm so blessed to be able to do that for her. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, that's life.
0: Yeah. One of the questions somebody asked me, like, what were the concerns about, like if I had any concerns with having my daughter being from uh, being uh, taking classes online. One thing for me was more of like her interacting You know, like one of those, one of those things that when you go to school, they play and they interact with their friends. So that's one of the things that I was kind of like, like I was saying that I was concerned. Is that something that you have been, like are concerned too?
7: Of course. No, Mm -hmm. most definitely. My, my daughter is, I call her a little mini Christine because she's Mm -hmm. an (laughs) extrovert. Um so she's definitely, it was very hard for her to understand, you know, what's happening. So I literally just had to explain it to her. So she understands what's happening, but it's really hard for her not to have, you know, social connections with her friends. She deeply misses them. But, you know, we as parents have to kind of figure out ways to kind of keep them engaged for now and focused and entertained and try to be creative.
0: <laughs> <Very> wow. Crazy. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So um, Leslie and Joanna, from founder of Vive Cosmetic, I have a quick question. Oh, sorry. So during quarantine, how has been, like, you guys, do you guys still meet up and, like, work together, or have you been, like, very distanced from each other?
6: No. So uh, actually, Leslie and I have been running this brand virtually since the beginning. So Leslie lives in um, Sacramento, and I live in Watsonville, which is kind of, it's a, a central coast between Monterey and um uh, Santa Cruz. So we actually live almost three hours away. So it wasn't a big change. We have conference calls and we call, call each other, you know, we have once or twice a week calls and then we actually text like multiple times a day. Every so it day. Wasn't, yeah. So it wasn't <laughs> wow. a big, a big difference that mm-hmm. way. Uh, for us, I think the biggest change, like Leslie said, was how much COVID impacted our business. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we what we did is, you know, our communication has always we've always communicated through text and through through um, like calls and things like that. So that didn't really change. So it wasn't a big a big difference. It was a lot of w- more working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know what you want to if you want to add something, Leslie. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So I feel like we were just prepared for a pandemic. Um, <laughs> a lot of people are surprised to say that we're we live three hours away from each other (laughs) yeah so we've always had I feel like over communication is key I feel when you um have a co-founder in general or like now with COVID Mm. that doesn't mean over communication um definitely doesn't mean like bothering people at one in the morning which I sometimes do to Joanna (laughs) but um (laughs) not to say that that is healthy uh, but I think one thing that has changed is doing more uh video calls. You know, everybody yeah, yeah. was, like, on this Zoom hype, I feel, like, at the very beginning. And I yeah. feel now there's more Zoom fatigue. But Joanna and I have been doing, like, uh Google Meets and, like, doing mm. more video conferencing more than ever before, which is interesting because it's not like our work styles change. But we yeah. just see our face more often, which I feel is kind of nice and kind of keeps us – more on track because John and I can talk about many things mm-hmm, <laughs> and get distracted mm-hmm. easily. But um, yeah, so I feel like that's, that's kind of how we've been functioning
0: so far. So, have you had like any like challenges? And if you did, like, did you, how did you overcome it?
1: Um, challenges is in what way?
0: Um, regarding like, okay, like I know you said that you're doing everything virtual, um, but meaning like actually physical, like where you have to maybe go to the factory or anything like that.
1: Mm, (laughs) So, yeah, so, and it's, again, it's been really interesting to our manufacturers in New York. so it's always been through email call Mm. like literally like snail mail going back and forth sending Mm. samples so again we've been really set up to function this way um yeah of like really virtual and not nearby so I feel like that has helped us which I feel like there would have been a lot more work to do Mm. if it was different um but for now um, we've been thankful that we've been functioning this way. Go
3: yeah, ahead. I
6: think for us that the biggest impact and we have been very vocal on social media about the impact of COVID and just uh, manufacturers being closed. Um, our manufacturer closed back in March. So we actually sold out of every single product that we had, lip product. That we had so for almost three months we had no inventory so we had to get Mm -hmm. creative Mm -hmm. we kind of overcame that by being creative and in different ways of educating our community and bringing Mm -hmm. value for the only two products we had for that long so um we've always and i think that's one of the things is is a lot this group has been so amazing and and just learning new ways to pivot your business and Mm -hmm. and um ways that you can help your community kind of overcome And I think that's going to be one of the best, one of the best things that we did is, is just kind of pivot, but also, you know, realize that there's nothing, we can't control it, right? Mm -hmm. Our manufacturer closed. We had no inventory. How do we bring value to our community so that we can have, uh, you know, success? So, and so far, I mean, it's been amazing. Our month of our, one of our months in July was one of our best months we've ever had in the business. And we're up already over 60% from last year. Um, and we didn't do anything different. We just were out of stock for so long that I feel like there was so much, kind of like, you know, that scarcity mindset of, oh my God, I don't know if they're going to be back in stock ever because they were sold out for so long. Um, so that's kind of how we, uh, how it's affected us. But I think it's brought us, like a lot of you all have said, um, to take it things one day at a time, to just slow down and, you know, realize what's important and the sense of community that this group has brought Although a lot of the times, you know, Leslie and I don't respond, we are listening and reading everything and we love, you know, like the, the sense of community that you all have. It, it's amazing. So I'm really excited for this.
0: Yeah, so excited. And also I have a lot of your lipstick, so I really love it. <laughs> Yay. Yes, and I'm so happy to see that you guys are going to be part of Pop Shop Live Uh, So, I'm, like, excited to see how people are going to interact with you ladies. And I'm just like, yay. (laughs) So, next person is Daisy Romero from El Cholo's Kid. And I have, like, three of her bags. Her bags are so cute. Uh, Daisy, can you introduce yourself?
5: Hi, Claudia. I'm Daisy from El Cholo's Kid. Um, I founded the company in 2008. And I it kind of all just began as a way for me to – make money to travel it was basically just kind of like my little side hustle and and slowly it grew um and once we got into this um pandemic where my other business kind of crashed a slow painful death or a quick a quick quick death Mm -hmm. um I I was able to focus a lot more on El Cholo's kid and it's been growing exponentially so I'm very proud of it I'm very excited
0: Wow, yeah, you've been really busy. I love first of all all your posts on on Instagram and also on Pop Shop Live. I love all your items and I'm like, I need to buy another one. <laughs> so how did yep, you initiate it? <laughs> how so how do you know, um, how did you get into quarantine? Like how did you start like
5: I think it's because um I think Christine reached out. I think she she forced me in if I'm honest. I think she's one who who bullied me, bullied me into, (laughs) into sharing. I, I do well on my own. I, but I do well with, you know, others. I don't know. It did it, but it was, it's a lot of fun because at least like Christine said, when you're trying to get into different areas, you're trying to pivot or you're trying or just basic, simple questions. Like who do you use to print? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? It's a great, um, a resource to have for people who, um, are sharing information which most people don't do if you ask people for vendors or anything like that most people are pretty um pretty reserved on those things so and these ladies are very open um about uh how to help you and you know so it's it's been it's been really great and I'm glad that even after everybody's gotten super busy that we've been able to like stay in touch and that it didn't die as soon as um, everybody's business kicked up.
0: Yeah. And I think that we're going to continue, like, keep in touch. And also I was saying earlier that after this, I want to meet and just have, a, like, a little mini party, you know, actually get together and, you know, really physically.
2: <laughs> I and want on. us to go, like, on a vacation together.
0: Oh, my goodness. We should do, like, Palm Springs. I think Daisy went last time, oh, right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah,
5: Palm Springs. We just need to have some, like, ridiculous adventure. You know, for content.
0: <laughs> content so we can write it off. Always so keep it, like, business it while we are doing a vacation. So bring in all your products and have some nice pictures here to the side, right?
5: Yeah, bring, bring some swatches so you can call it, like, a development meeting or something like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs> LOL.
0: Oh, my goodness. So for all you ladies, I have a question. So what advice would you give to somebody that wants to start their own business or even like a group like this? Like how, where does they look or where should, how would they should start? Like,
5: I mean, starting okay. your own business is, um, I wouldn't say, you just have to start, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always going to be issues. Even if you went to business school and, you know, have your MBA or whatever, real world experience is going to be, something that you're just going to acquire as you go so i think just basically google is your friend with most things and being able to just really put the time and invest the time to um to see what you want to do uh it's all valuable and it doesn't have to be perfect you just have to kind of and you don't need a ton of money i think people kind of think like oh i don't have this i don't have that but if you hustle you know, you can just make it happen. It's not, it's not a matter of how much money you have. It's, it's about growth and focus and discipline. And if you're going to be a small business owner, and you're going to depend on yourself, for most things, you have to be disciplined, you can't be expecting somebody to like, wake you up in the morning to make sure you uh, start your work or like, Mm-hmm. please you know beg you to like stop watching tv and actually work it, there's a, a lot of discipline involved so that's mm-hmm. what i would suggest
2: you have yeah i agree with that i feel like people a lot of times i i get dms of, of girls asking like how do you start your own business or i don't know what i want my business to be and i think that that's like one, if you know what you you want your business to be, start your business. Like, Mm -hmm. again, like Daisy said, you don't have to have a certain amount of money or anything like that. But I think when people ask, what should I start my business, or I want to start a business, but I don't know what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. That is, to me, like, slightly confusing, because I feel like if you want to start a business, you should know what you want that business to be. Otherwise, spend time doing other things so that you could figure out what you don't want to do. And maybe that'll help you figure out what you do want to do. You know, I think for me, like I used to work in the music industry. That was my career. I never thought I was going to be an entrepreneur. I took one business class in school, um, but I majored in communications with an emphasis in broadcasting. And so definitely has nothing really to do with anything I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Um, but I was passionate about giving back to the girls that I work with in India. And I thought, okay, I don't, I already had a nonprofit and I didn't really love having to ask people for money all the time. And so Mm -hmm. I was trying to figure out how can I sell something to give back so that people actually want to buy it instead of me having to ask them for money. So I think like you have to find something that you're passionate enough about, or you like enough or think is beautiful enough or, or want to provide to other people to figure mm-hmm. out what you want your business to be. Cause I think a lot of times people see all these entrepreneurs doing things and they're like, wait, I want to have a business, but I don't know what I want it to be. And I think that that's like the wrong side to come at it from. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, think about what you're passionate about and figure it out from there because you can make a business out of your passion. You just have to be passionate enough about it. And like Daisy said, Google is your best friend. And I think like, <laughs> Yeah. Google and also building relationships. Like I think yeah. that yeah. is something that is a skill that I took from working in the music industry was building relationships and having great relationships with people. And so I feel like, you know, me, as Restio pointed out, being an extrovert, mm-hmm. when I meet new people, I'm always like, wow, what they do is really awesome. Like what what are they doing and how are they doing it? And like, that's something that I can always learn from. And I've learned from every single girl in this group and that's been so awesome and fulfilling. And so I think, like, putting yourself out there. Like, when I met Daisy, I was like, hey, I think I know you <laughs> from Instagram. And she's like, you don't know me, though, okay. No, she was like, well, I, think <laughs> I, like I think I might know you, too. I don't know. How do you it know me? It was
5: very creepy, Christine. I, I, I'll take this moment to let everyone know to just block this girl straight away.
0: I think we should take this moment to talk out like, you know, give each other the story of how we met Daisy. <laughs>
2: Has anyone Um, else met Daisy in real life besides AFR girls Claudia and me?
6: No. Yeah, no, we haven't either. (laughs) Oh really? No. (laughs) No. (laughs)
5: Missing out.
6: (laughs) One day, once once all this is over, we will get together. That'll be the first thing
5: we do. Like, you know, meet see your grandmother. No, I have to go meet Daisy.
6: The, I think the thing about uh, this group that is so amazing is that y'all are so welcoming. Uh, and I was talking about, I was talking to Leslie about the first, you know how I was working so much that I wouldn't join any of the first chats. And then I joined one and Leslie was in there to kind of like back me up. So it was just me and I just felt <laughs> so welcomed. And it was, it was so amazing that y'all were so, you know, kind. And I just felt like I had been in the group the whole time, if that makes sense. So I'm really grateful for for you all allowing, uh, you know, us to be in it. And I felt like that kid in school who arrives halfway through the semester, (laughs) but it didn't, it didn't feel, it felt, it felt authentic. It felt right. So Mm -hmm. just wanted to kind of share that. That makes Mm -hmm. me so
2: happy because when Mm -hmm. Jen and I first started talking about who we wanted to invite to this group, Jen, we like specifically talked about nice girls. Like we were like, yeah. we're only inviting nice girls that we know will be nice to each other and will help each other. Like, so you guys were all invited on purpose.
5: Thank, okay. you. Thank you. I I knew it. I mean, I don't
3: know how Daisy got. Daisy
5: invited. was
2: questionable. <laughs> Daisy no. was questionable. No, no. sure.
1: Okay.
5: I I denounced this whole part of the conversation. <laughs> you said
7: I was nice. <laughs> I don't care. I'm glad I'm part of the nice girl list.
4: Love it. (laughs) Claudia, can I jump in about what Christine said, real quick? Like follow up? Yes, Um, go ahead. So I love what. Christine had to say, and I'm also gonna follow up and say that um I know that there's also a lot of like multi-passionate individuals out there that have a really hard identifying what the thing is with their business, like what to focus on, because there's so many things that draw them in. And I know that there's also individuals like myself that want to start a business because they wanna have like the freedom to structure their own time, maybe because just like that's who they are as an individual. Or like me, they were too sick to work like a regular nine to six job in an office. And so they felt like they needed that freedom and the business was like a way to do it. Um, So I would say that I started off making wood signs just for fun while I was working as a financial advisor. And I started my business that way. And my business today looks completely different. And that's completely okay. The whole goal is to just get started doing something. And over time, your business will pivot and Like I think we think that people are paying more attention to us than they actually are. And if your business completely changes overnight, that's fine. You'll find your audience and the people that like it will stick around. And if not like new people will come to you. So don't be afraid to just get started and know that over time you'll learn, grow and like evolve.
0: Yes. So true.
3: That's totally how I started. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I feel like everybody thinks I started the business as like a Latina empowerment brand and although i love that that's what we've become that's not actually how we started i was literally hand drawing on coffee mugs mm-hmm. like that's how i started the business and then once i created the latina power shirt that's when i completely pivoted the business and it kind of evolved into what it is now mm-hmm. um but I'm kind of one of those people that started a business just because I didn't want to have a nine to five. In fact, I hated my nine to five. Like I was legit miserable. Like every day it was a struggle to get out of bed because I hated like the routine of a nine to five. And then I kind of just told myself like, I have to start a business because I don't, this is not what I want my life to be. And then, you know, my business just evolved into what it is now. So I think that in a way, Like, yes, you have to know what you're passionate about, but I also think that if you're young, or even if you're not young, but you're still, like, trying to figure it out, it's okay to not know, and eventually you're going to find that thing that, like, drives you, because owning a business is hard. I mean, everybody on this call can tell you it is so hard, and you Mm -hmm. have to find that thing that you actually love doing, because otherwise you're not going to want to stick through it, because it's not super easy (laughs) there's and you have to have that initiative to like figure things out because Mm -hmm. nobody's going to tell you like daisy was saying nobody's going to be like hey you got to wake up and do your work or you got to research this you have to have that initiative and that drive to figure out how to make your business successful
5: i i think people have also just like idealized being a business owner like I'm gonna be my own boss and I'm gonna you know I'm gonna just do whatever I want and blah blah but that just includes a lot of things and I think people just kind of look at the not having a boss part but don't look at the oh I'm solely responsible for every single little thing that comes out of this business and if I don't do it um, especially starting out I mean obviously if you have a team it's something else but yeah that's that's the thing that people just idealize like what being a business owner is going to be. They think it's going to be you being like Puff Daddy, just like rolling up in <laughs> like a private plane, and then you know, was that guys? Am I old? Is that like an out of touch, um, an out of touch? Uh, I think he ref- goes by P Diddy now. I think he goes by like P now. But oh P Diddy. I, I will Google it right now. I am sure he went back to Puff Daddy. I am sure of it. <laughs>
2: Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I agree. Like, I totally get what both Jens are saying, because I did not start my business at all what it was going to be like what it's evolved into either. But I do think that if I wasn't passionate about an aspect of it, like whether I was passionate about and people can be passionate about crafting, they can be passionate about giving back, they can be passionate about literally, like Jen was passionate about not working a nine to five job and (laughs) being miserable you know like that you can be passionate about a million different things and I think like that you have to have passion about Mm -hmm. something and I think that that's why when somebody says like I want to start my business but I don't know what I want it to be
1: Mm -hmm. you have
2: to find the passion in whatever it is that is going to drive you and take you through those really hard times because like Daisy said it's like you realize how responsible you are for everything Mm -hmm. like If you sell somebody something that's terrible and they hate it, you know, Mm -hmm. then you feel like it's like, I think we all feel like this is our business, but like, you kind of feel like it's your baby. And so it's it's kind of one of those things where like, if I'm going to put this out there in the world and in the beginning, like my jewelry was definitely like, it was cute, but I knew I could do better and I wanted to put something out that was better. And so I think that's how your business evolves and grows and figuring out like, Jen was saying about what people liked and and what really stuck is something that like I think all of us have gone through and will continue to go through. Like when you put out something and and you thought it was going to sell better than it is, it's like okay, well, that may not sell right now well, but maybe it will later. Like who knows, you yeah. know? And I think that that's happened to me quite a lot. Like last mm-hmm. year, I put out the AOC for press sweatshirt, and literally I sold two, two, one, two. Oh. <laughs> and, this year everybody is now on the AOC train and it's one of my best sellers and so I think like don't give up sometimes Um, on some of those things that you really feel true in your heart like I really love this thing um and like Jen said drawing on coffee mugs I also did that so (laughs) (laughs) you just go through and you figure it out as you go and you know it's just I don't know that's my
0: yeah, it's like an emotional roller coaster when you're on your own business, you know. And like for me, like I wanted to do something creative, and you know, my background is a graphic artist and artist. So I knew that I wanted to do something to impact the world, but I just didn't know what, you know. So I just continued create doing different type of, you know. Different styles of medium of art, and so I just fell into now doing my Hola Mijas Bonitas, which is, you know, I want to inspire other Latinas, and with you ladies, like, are, are a big inspiration too, because it's like it's needed with creating, you know, illustrations and and stationaries that maybe other Latinas can see and buy and use it in their planner so yeah it's like trial and error and now i just know i know now what i want to do but i did before i found this i was doing other things you know to end up to this point (laughs) girls oh my god thank you so much for sharing all your stories and inspirations too and i want to ask each one of you if you can say your name and also where they can find you if they have any questions or if they where they can buy your items so let's start with daisy Thanks Claudia. My name is Daisy from
5: El Cholos Kid and you can find me at El Cholos Kid on Instagram, elcholoskid.com. And you can join my fandom on Pop Shop Live if you wish as well. Thank you.
2: Christine? Um, I'm Christine from Girl Collective and you can find me on Instagram at GRL Collective. So Girl Without the I. Um, We're also on Instagram, Facebook and TikTok. Jennifer? Jennifer?
4: Okay, so I'm Jennifer from the Salvage Sawhorse, and you can find me on Instagram and TikTok, The Salvage Sawhorse. Uh, you can follow me along for wellness and self care tips. It seems a little bit indulgent to talk about self care with so much that's going on in the world, but when we're compassionate with ourselves, it makes us more empathetic for other people, and we really need good, caring, empathetic people in the world.
0: Joanna and Leslie. So we are Joanna
4: and
6: Leslie. We're from Viva Cosmetics. You can find us at VivaCosmetics.com, uh, viva Cosmetics on Instagram, TikTok, and check us out on Pop Shop Live as, as well. So thank you so much, Claudia, for having us. Oh, we are you. super grateful.
7: Yay.
6: And Rocio.
7: Hello, Claudia. Thank you so much. Uh, we are Rocio and Diana, and you can find us at Alpha Ramon dot com the website alpha ramon on instagram and tiktok and now pop shop live as well thank you
3: yes and jen i'm jen from jenziana designs and you can find me on all social medias so instagram facebook twitter at jenziana designs and our website is jenziana designs.com
1: yes thank you so
0: much ladies for being here i'm really really happy to have you guys here and oh my god so grateful
7: thank you again thank
1: you claudia thank you for
0: having me thank you you for listening to homegirl chat after listening to this episode leave me a review and a comment and let me know what you think